One Bad Mother and Maximum Fun are co-sponsors of the 5th Annual Women in Comedy Festival, happening this weekend in Boston. The festival kicks off Thursday, March 21st, with SNL alumni Rachel Dratch and Horatio Sands performing with other top improvisers from the UCB Theater. For comedy fans, the festival is an incredible opportunity to see some of the best comics working today. Not to mention some of our personal favorites, like, for example, Maria Bamford. For more information and tickets, visit www.womenincomedyfestival.com. This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about breastfeeding and speak with comedian and mother of two boys, Marion Oberly. Woo! Yeah! Right. Woo! Hello, Teresa. Hello, Biz. Uh, very exciting to be back. We're, oh, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Let's do that again. Hold on. What are we doing? Checking in. Oh, okay. I liked that. You liked that? Yeah. Well, we'll keep, keep it. Um, woo! Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Hi, Biz. <laughs> oh, Teresa, yeah? how are you? Oh, my God. Um, I've been better. I've definitely been better. I, I know you've been better. <laughs> um, and uh, But I'm going to let you Say. tell everybody why... Thank Why you. you're not doing so Thanks. good. I, I'm okay. We flew, I flew with Simon um, solo uh, from San Francisco <coughs> to LA this morning. Wow. So um, we got up at six. Ugh. My mom drove us to the airport in oh. Oakland, <laughs> got on a plane, flew here, drove home, took a shower, <laughs> ate some food, babysitter was late, drove to the studio, and here I here am. Here you are. Because yeah. you know what, you know what feels great? traveling with a baby it's the best it's the best <laughs> i think just traveling in general is just always amazing and stress-free mm-hmm. and then doing it with a very small child it's like a bonus by yourself yeah oh yeah, yeah. bring it on by yourself it's great <laughs> was <laughs> was it everything you had hoped it was gonna be um no it was fi- it was actually totally fine simon is a pretty good traveler he's pretty he's pretty flexible and he thinks that doing stuff is fun. So okay. some some parts of it are actually really kind of a gift because it gives us something to do together. Right. You know, like you're just, well, we're going to be out and about doing something today anyway. We might as well go to the airport, <laughs> check out some sweet baggage trucks, which, oh, yeah. by the way, he thinks baggage trucks are way cooler than airplanes. Really? Like, he just loves baggage trucks. Like, we were leaving the, air- the airport today, and he-, he was crying because he wanted to go back and see more baggage trucks. Yeah, you know, Katie Bell, I was always like, oh, we're going to the airport. Katie Bell, you're going to see planes, you're going to see pilots, you're going to all the, she does not give oh, a shit about transportation, oh, oh. any form of trans. I mean, trucks. No, no I mean none of that. None, none of, of that. She oh. was like, mm, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to replace that either. But like, she was just, nah. there's a plane. <laughs> Big whoop. Can I have something to eat? Yeah. So, uh, how do you guys do? Do you do? Because uh, that's a pretty short flight. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty easy flight. He still he still gets really impatient and wiggly just sitting there. Though are you are you still lapping hour. it? Yeah, we're lapping it because he's he's 19 months, so we okay. still have a few more months of that. So and he is a totally normal size, yeah. perfect size baby. He's n- oh he's not enormous. No, he's normal. T- I said yeah, he's a normal. No, I know yeah, he's saying, not like I'm my saying, gigantic some people's children. <laughs> he's not enormous. <laughs> unlike eight foot tall Katie Bell Lawrence, who by like year one we were like yeah. this is ne- this child is never going in my lap again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he fits, and I have to say. I had such an amazing experience on Saturday morning flying mm. up to Northern California. This woman who was sitting in front of us, it was a totally full flight, totally crowded. People yeah. were cranky. Simon and I sit down. This woman right in front of us turns around and says, hey, I'm a mom too. Don't worry about me. He can kick my chair all he wants. Oh, my Don't God. Don't worry about me. I'm totally fine. If he makes noise, I'm totally fine. Like, take it easy. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, full on like Burn. tears. No, I I just I wanted to kiss her. Like yeah. it was so 
awesome. And like we were, I mean, we were doing fine, but just hearing that at yeah. the beginning of the flight was so lovely. And it just, I mean, we had a great flight. Like it was, it was awesome. And then afterwards wow. we were talking and stuff, but I mean, it was just so awesome. And then like on the way back, I don't know why I like expected something like that to happen again. <laughs> of course that's never, ever going to happen to me again. Right. But, um, you know, the person in front of us today, like as soon as she could, like shoved her seat all the Ugh. way back and, you know, it was just, but whatever, it was fine. It was totally totally awesome that that happened on Saturday. Well, we're going to totally, I know that one day we're going to be doing a whole show on just traveling, but just as a precursor, definitely it makes a huge difference to tell a mom or anybody, dad, anybody flying with a kid, especially by themselves, mm-hmm. that you don't care. Right. That you are okay. Yeah, because I do worry about the people sitting And then that adds me. to your stress. Right. And then you can't stress. tend yeah. to the baby as much. And then, like, the baby senses your stress and, yeah. like, there's danger. Yeah. And then everybody's crying the whole flight. Totally. And I think, Ugh. Well, yeah. so how are you? I am so much better than you are. Oh. <laughs> I'm really glad to I hear that. I did not go on a plane with my child in the last 24 hours, so score. It's that easy. It's that easy. <laughs> Done. All right, so for three and a half years, Stefan and I have not had an overnight by ourselves. We have not oh. spent the night together alone. Wow. Without a chat. I mean, technically, we sleep alone with each other every right. night. You but guys don't co-sleep. We don't. Oh, well, all right. Never mind. We'll talk about <laughs> co-sleep later. <laughs> Clearly, I have an opinion. But no. Sounds like you do. I just, anyway. Okay. <laughs> so finally, after three and a half years, we got uh, relatives to take Katie Bell overnight. His his parents uh, live about an hour and a half away from us. That was one of the big, yoo-hoo, we're moving to California where we're going to be near in-laws. And then they're both like virile young in-laws who travel like months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So like they're never, we've never been able to get our schedules to connect. So uh, we finally were. And we took Katie Bell to a birthday party Saturday morning, got her totally pumped and revved up with princesses and sugar and bouncy houses, got her in a car, drove her an hour and a half to uh, the grandparents. Did she nap? No, not a nap. Just grazing lunch in the car. Got her there. She's completely tweaked out of her (laughs) mind. She's like tearing the wallpaper off the wall. She wants to touch all the breakables and stuff. And I were like... Bicycles, <laughs> but it was great. We had prepped her, so there was no. It was not a big deal at all. Literally, I said, "All right, Katie Bell, we're gonna we're gonna get ready to go." Like we talked about, you know, we're gonna see you tomorrow. And she said, "Bye." Awesome. It was great. That's awesome. And we ran. Yeah. You know, I think a year ago I would have been like, "No, come give me a hug." Yeah. Run, 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 run. Yeah. Run. If she's saying bye, yeah, that's go, your, go. That's your time. If yeah. she figures out later that she should have asked for more, then <laughs> lesson learned for Katie Bell. So we get in the car and we just drive like 15 minutes to Laguna Beach. I have not even been to a beach since living in California because Aww. I just don't do California right. It was so gorgeous. The weather was perfect. We had like a hotel for a night. We went into stores with breakables. Like, that was, like, our big to-do list was, <laughs> I want to go browse stores yeah. and not have to, like, tell my kid to stop touching everything. Yeah. And then we went to uh, dinner, and it was long, and it was amazing, and we had so much good food, and we had great cocktails and wine, and it was just awesome. And then we walked back to the hotel, and it was just, like, which was on the beach. It was super fantastic. We totally did things that adults do without worrying about oh, children. I know. Yeah. It was very exciting. But actually, again, what what was kind of even more exciting than that was the next morning going and having breakfast and reading a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they seemed to have survived and had a good time, and we had a good time, and we both agree we're going to have to do that again very soon. Did you, did you check in, like, while you were away, or was it just like, okay? Nope. No checking in. I got to tell you, and I don't know— may, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, how is this the first time in three and a half years? You know, do you have like some sort of weird issue with letting your kid go? Not at all. We just really didn't have relatives that, you know, were set up to take Could her overnight yeah. and to do it. And um, uh, for us, I think I think the benefit of it being this long was that we just knew she was okay. Katie Bell is really capable of expressing what she needs and what she doesn't need. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, I'm sure she's having a good time. But there was none of that 
oh, my baby, oh, my baby, oh, my, she's crying. Is she eating? She's either going to eat or she's not. She's going to sleep or she's not. I'm not there to have to deal with her being up all night and being crazy. So I go to my grandparents' house and stay up all night watching Fantasy Island and Love Boat. And that was certainly not something I was allowed to do at home. And And it was still fine. It was still fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it was was great. Um, Well, all right. So this week... We're gonna just we're just gonna jump right into some of the really fun stuff that moms like to talk about. I think we're gonna get ready for our topic of the week. Please take a moment to remember: if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, yes, did you breastfeed? I did. That's. Great. How about you? Yes. Okay. I didn't think I would. You but didn't I did. think you would. I know. Okay. Isn't that weird? I mean, I never, I didn't grow up thinking about breastfeeding. I mean, I didn't grow up around kids or family. I wasn't breastfed. You know, it just, I never thought about it until I was pregnant. And then suddenly people were saying, are you going to breastfeed? Or mm-hmm. have you signed up for your breastfeeding class? And blah, blah, blah. And again, I wasn't around a lot of other moms either. So this was just weird stuff that you got from message boards or randomly people who've got sisters or right. cousins who, you know, have kids. Um, and then I was like, well, sure, why not? I mean, if it works, why wouldn't I do it? And actually, because I was working in corporate uh, corporate America sort of world, I worked with a lot of moms, like a lot of women who were having kids for the first time and coming back to work really soon. And I had one or two of them say, you know, I tried breastfeeding for a couple of weeks and it was really hard Mm -hmm. and I stopped Mm -hmm. and I don't feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, all right, great. I just didn't have a whole lot of the breastfeeding guilt coming at me from any direction. So I took one of the like, you know, the lactation classes, these breastfeeding classes. And to me, it wasn't helpful at all. To me, it set me up for really being terrified of breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and really being scared that I was going to do it wrong. And I couldn't understand how you could take a class on something that needed to be so physical to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're like, Here, you give you these plastic baby dolls mm-hmm. and, like, you're holding them and, you know, football hold and this hold and hang them upside down and hold them. And I thought, that how does anybody even drink that way? I don't <laughs> understand that. And then how am I supposed to know how to latch? They kept talking about latching and right. lips and latching. Yeah, it is and- weird that, you, that you're doing all that without the baby. Like, yeah. It's really, yeah. It's I didn't take a class like that, but it, it seems like it would be really hard to learn how to do it without the baby there. Yeah, and the whole time they're saying stuff like, you know, it's really easy, and if it's not, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just brings us to our first segment on this discussion, and that is the lies, I think, we all— or the lies that I certainly felt were told to me about breastfeeding, uh, like that it's easy right away, that it comes very naturally, and that it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And that if you're doing, if, if you're having a problem with either, you're doing something wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So how about you? I mean, what was it like for you? My... Wow. Well, in terms of um, in terms of lies, I feel like the the two main things for me were I, I don't I don't know that I experienced lies as much as I just there were two important pieces of information that I didn't gather <laughs> before I started breastfeeding before Simon was born. But um, one was that the how badly it hurts. Yeah, that's I, the I do remember hearing that. Oh, you know, it hurts for the first few weeks. You know, my mom was even like, you know, it it does hurt for a little a little while. You know, right at first, and I thought, oh, okay. I didn't understand that I would be like crying. Like, I, yeah, there would be just tears every time I sat down to like the first, you know, the first minute or so of breastfeeding for that first, like I would say three or four weeks was yeah. so painful that I would just, I mean, cringe and cry every time. Um, you know, that was kind of shocking. The other thing I didn't know, which was, um, which was kind of traumatic was I didn't realize that your milk isn't in like right away. I know that was, well, they kind of, they kind of had said, you know, it takes a couple of days, takes a couple of days but my milk didn't come in for four and a half days, oh, and wow. he lost like he lost over a pound during wow. that time. So then, and I, and of course now I've learned that's actually pretty normal, normal. and it's totally fine. Um, but you know, he went for his like three days later, three <laughs> days after birth checkup or whatever, right. and they kind of panicked about the Ugh. weight loss, which 
was kind of unnecessary, but um, that was really stressful. But then my milk came in and then and everything was pretty, you know, aside from the <laughs> terrible pain that caused right. me to sob like multiple <laughs> times a day. Um, I, no, it was actually I had a really, really positive experience with breastfeeding, like despite yeah. all of those things. So um, something else they never told me was and I know everybody's body is different when it comes to expressing milk. But no one told me it would like literally the pressure would build up so much that it would shoot across the rim. Oh my god! Have you had ever happened to you? No, literally, I never had. It was like I never had the like I need to put cabbage leaves or whatever Uh to like because my boobs are hurting so bad because of the pressure. But like (laughs) you'd go to like start to feed. I'd have Katie Bell in one hand. I you know start to unhook the nursing bra. Blah Mm -hmm. blah blah. And then the moment the nipple was revealed. It shot, Bam. it just boom across the room. And I was like, the painting. Like, you're like, <laughs> you know, oh, well, I guess that's just going to become part of that because I'm not getting up to deal with that. But the, the first time it does that, I was just like horrified. And then it just became this kind of like hilarious, like, all right, we just got to slowly take down the bra, get the mouth ready, or get something ready to stop the like random fire hose spraying. Of... It was so odd. That's really awesome, though. Well, like, I mean, that's... I was pretty amazing. Amazing guys, it makes it is pretty. <laughs> I mean, milk. that is pretty. Like, see, this is this is making me remember um, feeling like there was something wrong with me at every stage, right? Well, like, because yes. I because I always felt like, oh, I'm not making enough milk, and of course, like, so who knows? It's yes. fine. You never know. But like, I had you know, I had a friend of mine say like, oh, have you have you like squirted him in the eye by accident with yeah. your milk? And I was like, mine doesn't come out like that. And I was like, is it not coming out? Like, you know, there's. But just... did you? Did, was he an eater? Like, he ate a lot. What didn't you tell me once that he was like he ate like nonstop? Like you guys were he constantly ate, he eating. Ate a, I I feel like I mean it's so hard to remember those early days. Like everything is <laughs> Your such a brain fog. Just blocks it yeah, out. <laughs> I mean, such a fog. But I, I, what I remember is sitting there watching TV and breastfeeding, for an just yeah. for all day and all night. See, Katie much. Bell wasn't like oh, Katie okay. Bell. I mean, she Abe is pretty regular. I mean, like we, I had a couple of windows of it not happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it just revved up mm-hmm. and then was like raring to go. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and and I wasn't a big pumper either. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. I didn't really. I just found the whole pumping thing I hated really pumping. like demoralizing and weird. There's, it's like one thing to have your boob hanging out with your kid mm-hmm. on it. And it's another thing to just be sitting there in your den with a pump so stuck to you. infuriating bah, sitting bah, there. Bah, oh, my bah, God. Bah, 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 suck, suck, suck. It just was like, what am I doing this for? This is so – it makes – it just made me feel – which then leads us into our next point of like now that you figure out how to breastfeed, doing it in front of people, like all the different ways it it can make you feel okay. And again, this is probably we're probably gonna disagree on this. Make you feel weird and strange about yourself. <laughs> we are gonna disagree. On I, this. I, but wait, before you get yeah. away from pumping, I just okay. have to say a lot of moms out there are pumping, and I think every mom who is pumping deserves, like, a oh. gigantic ice cream sundae yes. or, like, 17 trophies or something. I mean, it is really shitty, but you're doing it for a reason, well, so and it's is- a really good reason. Yes. And I just want to say to those of you who are out there and you're dealing with that, you're still dealing with that. Like, we're able to, like, joke about it and complain uh. about it, but if you're still dealing with that, like... I'm sending you a hug. Oh, yeah. And let me just preface that my the whole my whole that's really shitty is purely the actual pumping itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I went back to work, I had to pump. I took it to work. And I remember going into the bathroom to wash my hands and like out of the one of the bigger stalls, you hear this. I heard this like horrible, weird noise. And I was like. What is that? <laughs> so weird. Oh, God. Someone using a vibrator. Somebody's using it. Right. And then, like, it was a year later, and I was back, and I was uh, going into my nice room to mm-hmm. go pop, and it hit me, and I was like, <gasps> the poor woman was just sitting, sitting on, on a toilet, toilet. Yeah. having a pop. Yeah. Fuck you, everybody. Like, yeah. I just was like, popping on a toilet? No. That woman, I hope she just has a nice bottle of wine every night for the rest of her life. And... As we change into our next topic on breastfeeding, I thought it might be a really fun idea that if you are listening to this while breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you're at the 20-minute mark, okay? So if you want to change <laughs> boobs right now, feel free, and we'll let you know when another 10 to 15 minutes have passed. Um, did you... Sorry, that just makes me think of, and this is sort of getting yeah. into the breastfeeding in public idea, Yeah. but... Um, 
imagining like having to pump in a stall in a bathroom at work. That kind of reminds me of like a few times I was out and about with Simon and um, when he was a little, Mm. little baby and I wanted to breastfeed and I didn't necessarily want to breastfeed like in the middle of a restaurant. And I would ask like, is there a room where I can go sit like a lounge or anywhere I can go sit? And like a few times just being directed to just the saddest, grossest like (laughs) restaurant bathroom and thinking like, Am I going to sit in a dirty restaurant bathroom on a toilet and yeah. breastfeed my baby in here? Or, or am just I going to sit like, at the table? Or, yeah, or sit at the table. Or just sit at the table. Yeah, or leave. Or leave. <laughs> or leave and go home. And it de- depending on like how old he was and my comfort level, like yeah. I pretty much have done all three. Like, yeah, And depending yeah. on how, like, there's times when your baby is just starving and screaming and you're just like, I'm just going to sit down here, like right in the middle of wherever I am yeah. and I'm just going to feed him because. Yeah, I, I really wrestled with the in front of, I mean, I didn't really take her out for a couple of months because mm-hmm. I just didn't know what I would do. And it was, you know, I was raised Southern and Catholic. Like I'm so uncomfortable with my body in general. No one should ever see my bosoms. And like my mom was up there for the first couple of weeks. And there is that moment where you're like, Mom's here to help. She doesn't want to see my bosoms. I don't want her to see my bosoms, but mm-hmm. I am gonna I'm not gonna get up every time. Like yeah. she just warned me, like she'd be coming in from the other room and I'd be like, a warning, bosoms are out. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I can like oh once you're sitting there, boobs out in front of your mom. And this is like after being pregnant and going to the gynecologist, like every week by the end, like every week, you're just having conversations with adults without pants on. You right. just kind of start to lose that like it's not self-respect, is not the right word, but that like shame. Shame, shame out the window. Um, yeah, I wasn't like that at all. Like I, I was just like going around topless. I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't have a thing about that. I just don't, I don't. It, with, I just don't care. Just I don't. really don't care. And like, and yeah, I was just, I was, just, <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't care. I didn't care. But I will say, like, there but, is, yeah. there, like, there was. I almost felt pressure to breastfeed in public when Simon was really little, and <laughs> I was not. Where were you guys? We were in L.A. Okay, L.A. I yeah. was thinking, I didn't know if you were in San Francisco or something. Right? I, same, same deal same when thing, it comes yeah. to this, I think. But, um... But I, I was like, I wanted to be that mom who's like comfortable, like sitting right. on a park bench and doing that. But and I and I eventually did. But what I didn't realize was like, you know, when they're two months old, like they need a lot of help nursing. Yeah. Like you, you kind of like need every. Like I was like, I couldn't really get it together with the <laughs> and like the shirt. Like it was just really oh, complicated yeah. keeping him on, keeping him latched. Like. I used like a big, like a breastfeeding pillow, pillow yeah, yeah. and like I had this whole like setup, and I just wasn't, I was not at like the confidence level with it until yeah, that's I true. was more like six, seven months where I could just be like, boop, here you go. You know? Yeah, public for me, eventually, like some some people, you have some friends that don't care, right? And you're like, thank God, I'm yeah. just gonna go out. And then you have other people who like claim they don't care or or don't say anything at all, but you're like, which means they kind they of kind of care, care yeah. and. Ugh. Eventually, yeah, it was probably around three or four months that I got used to doing it in public. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if I had a choice, I would go someplace private because I also enjoyed using breastfeeding to get out of situations that I did not oh, want yes. to be in. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be like, I'm sorry. She's hungry. I'm going to have to step away for three hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, Definitely. Uh, did, you ever, did you ever use her to uh, use them to? Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, I mean, and I think we're all entitled to do that. I agree. As moms, I mean, we have to deal with, like, all the difficult, painful parts about breastfeeding. Like, we can absolutely use it whenever we want. Yeah, you know, yeah. The baby probably does want a nurse. Like, it's not like. Okay, so here's a a question. (laughs) So when you were breastfeeding, when you were being bold and breastfeeding in public, Mm -hmm. and by the way, every time I'm like, oh, my God, that's just code for me being like, I am so jealous that you were able to do that. Uh, but so when you're every out, time you're like making a barf sound, whenever I'm making a barf sound, it's because it's me and my own personal <laughs> shame issues. Uh, so when whenever you would go out and breastfeed in public, mm-hmm. and you're with a group of friends, you mean like whenever I was like at home and I was like, I'm gonna go out and breastfeed. Yeah, in I just want to leave. I gathered all my stuff. I got all my stuff. I just want to go. Today's a breastfeeding it's a breast in public. Day. I just I'm bored. I think I'm just gonna go take Simon out to a coffee shop and breastfeed him. Um, okay, no. So you're out at dinner. With yeah. friends, uh-huh. or you're out at a bar with friends, whatever you did with yeah. Simon. Yeah, I used to do a lot of yeah. going out with friends. A lot friends. of bars. Yeah. I used to do that. I know so how much, much you went out with friends. <laughs> um, and you're sitting there, 
what, what, how would you rather somebody handle it? Would you rather them try and totally make eye contact with you oh, and be like, that. it's really cool? Or that. do you want them to acknowledge that you're doing it? Do you want them to not acknowledge it? Do you want them to even fucking talk to you? Like even trying to have like a normal conversation. Like let's say we're talking about, you know, a movie and it's like, so, oh, hi, Teresa. Great that you're breastfeeding. How did you feel about the new James Bond movie? Like, are you just like... I see that you're breastfeeding there. I see that you're breastfeeding, and I want you to know how comfortable I am with you and your child and your breast. Oh, how did you? What? That's how did you? Really want, good. Question. It is. I just came up with it. Yeah. Try and answer very that. Very nice. No, Go. it's a really good question because I think everything anyone ever did annoyed me. Yeah. Like, I think like. I mean, there's definitely it's it's more just like there's people like Jesse who was around me enough that like breastfeeding that like right. it was just natural. But definitely like the first time somebody is with you and you're breastfeeding in public, like they're going to do something weird and you're going to all feel awkward. Yeah. Like, like whether they like I remember people trying to talk to me and continue keeping me in the conversation. And right. I remember just being like, dude, I'm having my moment here. Yeah. Like, just let me deal with my baby. You know, I have the nursing cover and I'm trying to you know yeah I'm just, I'm, I can just be quiet but then there were other times where like people would just kind of get into their own conversation and leave me out and just ignore <laughs> me and I'd be like I'm here um excuse me I'm still here just because I'm nursing doesn't That's mean right. I'm not a person that I I'm have not... an opinion on that yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> basically like I think pretty much it's a lose-lose it is for anybody yeah, yeah for everybody involved that's right all right <laughs> Uh, you mentioned you dropped it a little while ago. You were like, yeah, probably around six months. I was, which indicates that you went longer. How long did you breastfeed? I stopped breastfeeding when Simon was 16 months old, which was about three months ago. So it's like a year and I was really bad with the month. A thing. year and year four, four months. months. Yeah. So pretty close to a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Biz? Not that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went. I. I went seven months, and I only went seven months because we were going on a cruise, and I didn't want to, like, I wanted to have, I didn't want to haul all that crap with me on a plane and stuff, like, so I wanted to be able to still breastfeed her on the mm -hmm. plane, and occasionally at, you know, on the cruise, but we had already started working in formula by then, a mm -hmm. little bit, like, <laughs> the babysitter one day didn't realize we hadn't started formula, but we had some, like, in the cabinet, mm -hmm. we just came home, and our babysitter had better formula, mm -hmm. and we were like, all right. You know, I mean, we yeah. were going to do it. Mm -hmm. Better you than us, mm -hmm. you know. And Stefan was already feeding her bottles. I mean, you know, long by this point in time. Bottles of breast milk. Yeah, bottles yeah. of breast milk. Mm -hmm. um, mixed occasionally, we did a little formula just to have the option. Mm -hmm. Because by, yeah, so by seven months, my body was pretty much like, we're done. And emotionally, I was like, we're done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just never thought about going longer than that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always like, yeah, I don't want to be... Well, yeah. you were going into it already thinking you weren't going to breastfeed. Yeah, right? I mean, like so. none of the, I, I guess I never had, the only pressure I ever felt about breastfeeding was that it was supposed to feel amazing. Mm. And any other thing that I had was some preconceived judgment I'd made about watching other people breastfeed. Mm -hmm. You know, where I was like. Which you thought was disgusting. Oh, so gross. <laughs> and, you know, like, like I, will, I will say for the whole, this is one of those issues where it is hard to not judge. Mm -hmm. Where. I when I see like three three year olds mm -hmm. or four year olds just reaching into their mom's shirt without even asking, mm -hmm. I find like just pulling out the boob and the mom just is as if it's not even happening, as mm -hmm. if it's just totally not. To me, that's like a sign of something else like is going <laughs> on there. Like that just seems like I just can't get that decision. Mm -hmm. Is it a bad decision? I don't know. It's not my decision to make, but it's one of those decisions that always makes me stop and go. I just don't get that. Mm -hmm. But um, but you went you went that, to me to me a year is really long. You mm -hmm. know, like how well, a year is what is recommended by the American see, what, Academy of Pediatrics. See, but mine was like six to eight months. But everything I read oh, was really? like six to eight months. Oh, they must have changed. It, they like, do. Right they changed. Well, when I was born, it was no breastfeeding. Right. I wasn't breastfed, yeah, and I was it. being fed solids at like three months. Yeah, because that was what was recommended. So mm -hmm. like I take recommendations with the. Big, helpful dose. Yeah, sure. You know. Well, I think that's good. I mean, yeah, you have to decide what works for you. I think, well, it's interesting because I 
Um, I was raised around lots of breastfeeding moms. Like, my mom is one of seven kids, six of which are girls, and everybody has kids. And there's a ton of cousins my age and younger than me. So I totally grew up with, like, my aunts and my mom um, breastfeeding, like, around all the time. And it never seemed weird to me. It always seemed normal and natural. And that's what you do when you have a baby is you breastfeed. (laughs) Right. That was just... What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Call me crazy. Um, Why did I go 16 months? Honestly, like, I always envisioned that I would go to around 18 months. Really? I stopped a little sooner than I thought that I would. Really? Yeah. Um, And I, I mean... I think there's a couple things like about what you said about the two or three year old like or three or four year old like reaching into their mom's shirt. Like I think one thing is there is a difference between breastfeeding like through toddler months and years and um, setting up a scenario with your child where they can have it whenever they want. Because like with Simon, like we never, we had like kind of a schedule. So he breastfed, like by the time he was 12, 14 months, he was breastfeeding like once or twice a day at very designated times. Like he breastfed in the morning, like first thing in the morning and he breastfed like last thing at night. And it was, it was never like, it was never a burden. It was always just like a total pleasure for me. Like, I think it might've been different if he like, cause his personality was a lot of that. Like he really enjoyed it, but he was never like, I need it now. Like it was never like, we never had like a struggle about it. It was just, this was a nice thing that we got to do together. So now that's the question. So is it for you? Mm-hmm. Was it about it being a nice bonding experience with your child as your child's getting older, you know, and becoming, you know, less of the like, but you know, it's this thing that you have, especially because you were back at work. And I know a lot of, the, actually, most of the moms I know who breastfed past a year mm-hmm. were all moms that went back to work. And this was something that they shared in the morning mm-hmm. and at night. Was it more about that or or did you continue to feel that there was like a nutritional benefit after because you know they get all the antibodies they get all the stuff but then after a certain point no it wasn't like I thought he needed the nutrition right but it was for me I mean it was enjoying that moment with him but also like one thing that I don't want to underplay is when you breastfeed you get like a major shot of oxytocin like and I know that it's different for everyone but for me I um I felt it like physically every single time and it made you feel oh my god it was like it was it had a huge impact on me and I'm not afraid to say like nursing I'm sure I I went as long as I did because it was something that felt good for me not just like something that I thought would be good for me because I definitely never had that like wow I mean like I mean we breastfed a lot I mean it wasn't like I was like anti-breastfeeding I did enjoy it Mm -hmm. I mean once the pain ended I enjoyed doing it. And, I, you know, for all my jokes, I had a, you know, it was nice. And I enjoyed bonding with my daughter. And I knew she was getting, you know, something nutritional out of it. And it was helping me. But I also wasn't getting a high off of it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just never, it's just, you know, and if we, if I had a second, I don't know what I would do different. Oh, I, that's I, an interesting question. I still don't know if I would go, I, I still don't know if I would go past six or seven mm-hmm. months, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still don't know if that would just be. If I would, if that was just emotionally, like what I would want to do. Yeah. Um, how about you? If you have a second, what do you think? Do you think you would? Well, it's really like I really want to just trust myself that I made the right decision for well, me. Well, you did at the make time. the right decision. But I, I have to say, like as soon as I stopped, I told myself. I'm gonna go longer next time. Like if I have another, if I have another baby, I'm totally gonna go for <laughs> just like just go forever. Just go forever. Forever. Just go until he just starts pushing me away. Call, no. no, I really come to my bosom, child. I, I got I got really depressed after I stopped breastfeeding. It took me like three weeks to get to a place where I was like, it's fine. He's great. You're great. You guys love each other. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. It was the right thing. You needed to do it. Like. But I, it was really, really hard for me. And I'm not sure if, if well, it's just that, the, like, identity part of it or if it was, like, chemical. Well, but what if, but do you think, and clearly I don't think your answer is going to be yes, but if you had done it sooner, mm-hmm. do you think there would have been that sort of emotional dependent, you know, the setup for a, a harder letdown because it had become such a part of your life yeah. for a year, almost a year and a half. Maybe. But that's I, like a real I, connection. I mean, yeah. I, you can't go back and ever yeah. guess what and you would have done. And but... I never, like, I never would have wanted to stop sooner. Like, yeah. I you would have just. Yeah. I just... Simon could be in here right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would just carry them around with me. But so much less drinking. You <laughs> could have true. really ruined your drinking life, Teresa. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, we'll have to, well, you know. We'll have to, we'll see, have to see if I can put my you, money where my mouth yeah, is. Yeah, if both of us could ever get knocked up, it'd be amazing. <laughs> um, to wrap up, I, I think basically you're all doing it wrong. And, yeah, you we know, all really we all this. really suck at this. <laughs> no, no. I mean, in, in all seriousness, the thing about breastfeeding, once again, it falls into one of those categories of let's twist it around and make ourselves feel either, you know, like horrible or it's an easy thing to allow to make you second guess yourself mm-hmm. or feel like you're doing it wrong. Somebody or else is doing it Somebody else is me. doing it better yeah. or they did it shorter or longer yeah. or whatever. And I think really, yeah. is it working for you? If it's not working for you, then good for you for catching on and making that decision. And I totally applaud you if, I mean, we're not even talking about, I had a lot of friends who also could not physically breastfeed. Right, yeah. And we're not even getting into that because that's not our experience. And, you know, hopefully maybe we can, you know, have somebody on down the road. Yeah. (laughs) But kudos to the women who breastfeed. Kudos to the women who use formula. Kudos to the women who did it six months. Kudos to the women who are still doing it when their kid is 17. guess what? The 2013 Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. Maybe you're already a devoted monthly member of Maximum Fun, or maybe you've never thought about donating before. Either way, tune in beginning April 1st. We'll be running some of our best shows of the year, doing awesome giveaways, and tempting you with thank you gifts like our all-new Intimate Sensations Pack. Ew. The Max Fun Drive starts April 1st and runs for just two weeks. Tune in, show your support, and catch the best episodes One Bad Mother has to offer. (laughs) Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. You know what? You, know, you usually go first. I'm, yeah, I'm why don't go you go first? first. I'm going yeah, to say my genius moment. Yeah. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Um... My genius moment I actually totally stole from my, you know, my mother. Uh, and that is the use of timers. Oh. I have started using timers. Like egg timers? Like an egg timer. Okay. And I don't use it all day. But like today, you know, I dropped Katie Bell off. I had to get home and I had to go to the grocery store. I had to get the fridge cleaned out because there was a really peculiar smell. You know, there are a couple of things I wanted to have done in the house before I drove out here to L.A. to record and so that I had some time when I came back to have some time before I paid Katie. But, you know, like it's a whole managing your schedule day. Yep. And if I get started on one thing, I can sometimes totally lose track of time and be gone. Like if I were to start cleaning the kitchen, then the next thing you know, I'm it, two hours have passed and I've power cleaning the whole house that doesn't need to be power cleaned. So I pulled out the timer, set it to 30 minutes when I walked in the door and said, all right, 30 minutes. I got 30 minutes to get the stuff that I need done in the house to get the house in order. And at 30 minutes, then I have to get in the shower. Like, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and I did it. And it is actually amazing how much I can get done in 30 minutes. I can get Ooh. two to three. Because usually it's just like, I just got to sweep up the crap that's on the floor and do a quick dust and like maybe run the vacuum over something and maybe, you know, dishwasher, fridge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. It's just like maintenance. Right. And that, you know... Suddenly, 25 minutes in, I had a couple extra minutes, so I had my sandwich then as opposed to my sandwich later. It was really nice. So you go faster. I actually just felt, yeah, I felt more focused. Good for you. I'm doing it. You're very productive. I'm living the dream. I am. All right. How about you? Oh, I (laughs) decided to use the valet parking at the airport. Oh, my God. And it was the best thing that I've ever done oh my probably God. in my whole life. I didn't even know they had that. Yeah. I was at the Burbank Airport, the Bob Hope Burbank yeah. Airport. Um, you just pull right in. They take your car for you. You unload. They sometimes help you unload. Oh, my God. Um, and it's kind of expensive, but it's Who like cares? the best, best spent money. 
Yeah, well, when you're traveling with your, you know, I would it's give up. It's just me and Simon. I, yeah. If it's me and Jesse and Simon, you know, I'm fine with taking the shuttle and, like, being way far away, whatever. But if it's just me, it's, yeah. yeah. I would give up wine for a week and use that money as a valet parking. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That is genius. Thank you. All right, well, let's see. Maybe we've got a couple other genius moments out there we can listen to some from uh, from you guys. Let's hear what you guys have to say. And as always, don't forget. You can call in and leave us your genius. You moments, should call fa- in. And yeah, leave actually, us matter of fact, you moments. should because clearly we could be out geniused out there. I have a feeling. So you can call 206 350 9485. Let's hear what we've got. Hi there. Good morning. This is a genius moment that I had just this morning. So I wanted to tell you about it. So we have a drain in our bathroom sink that kind of it's very easy to, to push up and down and, um, I guess you could soak things. I don't even know why you would want to close the drain in a bathroom sink. I think it's disgusting. Um, every time my daughter washes her hands in the sink, which she does every time she takes herself to the bathroom, she's a brilliant genius, um, she pushes that drain down. She thinks it's amazing and uh, so much fun. And eventually I told her she was no longer allowed to touch it because it grossed me out. I didn't know that it was down until after I'd brushed my teeth and spit in there and whatever, and then I'd reach in to pull it up. Disgusting. This morning I had the brilliant brain thought I told her new rule you can push it down so long as you pick it back up again afterwards right I'm the best oh my god awesome genius total genius I think it's time to make ourselves feel like shit (laughs) (laughs) fail 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 you suck you're going first again good good all right so Kaybell has finally, after three years, allowed me to get her hair up in a ponytail because she just has this mob of like curly hair, and we don't know how to deal with curly hair. So it's, <laughs> she looks like Gene Wilder ninety percent of the time, and, uh, and it's not like the cute Gene Wilder; it's totally <laughs> like crazy Gene Wilder. Anyway, so I finally have convinced her to let me put it in a ponytail, and she had it in a ponytail all day yesterday. And then like yesterday was crazy because we were coming back from the grandparents, and then I took her to like a pizza party around the corner, and then like ugh, it was all okay. And we're not washing her hair. And Stefan puts her to bed. Like, I do her bath, and then Stefan puts her to bed. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, did anybody take the ponytail holder out of her hair? <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh. We didn't. Oh. We did not. Is it still in there? No, I got it out. But she, like, comes out this morning, and I'm standing in the kitchen. <laughs> Look down. She has this knot of hair yeah. with this neon orange ponytail holder in it. And I was like... All right, baby girl, we got to get this out. And actually, it wasn't it wasn't as bad. Oh, good. And she was in the middle of, like, making up a song or something and being totally charming, so she didn't care that I was jerking this thing out of her hair. But I did feel bad. I was like, ah, just a shitty mom thing to do. Yeah. Like, that was just kind you of You just a, weren't really taking care of her. I just was totally <laughs> neglecting my child. Uh, so, so how about you then? What did you do? Um, I'm not sure if mine's worse. I think it is. I think it's worse. Um, okay, so we were um, at my parents' house over the weekend, and Simon had his transitional object with him, which is kind of like a little lovey, you know? Yeah. It's like a little, tiny blanket with like a pillow attached to it, and its name is Rafa. Um, and oh, Rafa. Yeah, Rafa. Um, and the first night, the first night there, he had a really rough night and was up a few times in the night just oh, crying, really, really upset. And he's not normally somebody who wakes up a lot at night. Yeah. Um, so he was really upset. I could not figure out what was wrong. Didn't seem like it was his stomach. I thought, oh, maybe he's just upset because it's the first night in the new place. Yeah. And, you know, the airplane was kind of a big deal and maybe he doesn't remember the last time. I don't know. Right. I was just thinking, what is it? It's a million things that could be wrong. Right. right. So the next morning I realized there's like a little blood on the like sheet in the pack and play. And then I look at the Rafa oh and he chews on the Rafa. Like oh. that's a comfort thing yeah. for him. And I look at Rafa, and he's got, like, blood splotches on him. Oh, my God. Um, I think he just, I think Simon just cut a tooth. And yeah. Night. That's what I'm figuring out. Because, like, he wasn't, his mouth Literally. wasn't bleeding. You know, we had, we turned the light on yeah. at a certain point. He wasn't, like, bleeding out of his, Right. You know, like, I think he just got, like, a molar or something. Yeah. And that must have been what was causing all the crying. But, um, 
I could not get it together to put Rafa through the wash. Like we were there, we were there like less than 48 hours. We were there right. for like 36 hours. And I was, every time I had a, like a second of like, I should really put Rafa in the wash. Like yeah. he's got blood all on, on him. I was just like, oh, I can't right now. Cause then you, we're about to go somewhere and he yeah. needs to take him with him. So the rest of the, of the weekend and the flight back this morning Whoa. was just me trying to like, allow him to hold Rafa but like kind of like fold Rafa up enough so that like strangers and like relatives and people we saw didn't notice that like my son is basically carrying around like a blood-stained rag. Nice. (laughs) Awesome. Keep it keeping things healthy and clean. Mm -hmm. Very hygienic. That is very hygienic. All right, let's listen to, let's make ourselves feel much better and listen to somebody else's fail. Hey, ladies, it's Morgan calling from Canada, and um, my son lost a tooth yesterday, and so I was going to play Tooth Fairy, and the important thing that you need to know is that our kids are adopted, and uh, this is actually the first tooth that he's lost since coming home, so... Uh, this is a lot of pressure for me to uh, be, do the Tooth Fairy thing. <laughs> I made a letter from the Tooth Fairy, and I had all the coins, and I was sneaking up the stairs Aww. to go into his room. And as I went around the corner, ran into him <gasps> going to pee in the night, and I was Oh, no. And uh, so I tried to quickly tuck the letter uh, holding the coins in the back of my pajama pants. They fell, all the coins fell out and down through my pants and out my pant leg and then proceeded to clatter down the stairs. I tried to cover by blaming it on the cat. I was like, oh, Dizzy, did you lose your toy? Did you lose your toy, Dizzy? Let's go find your toy. Yeah, I felt... Quite a failure as the tooth fairy. So there you go. Oh, that's the worst. Only give cash. Only give paper bills from now on. That's a really good (laughs) lesson for me. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. So today our guest is Marion Oberly. She is a comedian. We met years ago on the sketch comedy scene. She was a member of the amazing sketch comedy duo Carla, who have performed at sketch festivals in Chicago, New York City, San Francisco, Montreal, L.A., all over the place. She currently performs and teaches improv and sketch comedy at Improv Olympics West, I.O. West out here. Um, And she's got kids, right? You got kids, don't you? Plenty of them. Yeah, <laughs> Marianne, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your about your kids? Um, how many How many four, do you have? What do you got? Two two boys, four and a half year old and a and um year and a half year old, nineteen months exactly. Oh. And uh, Wes, as he calls himself, Weston, because he likes his full name, and Clayton, his <laughs> little brother, Clayton Duke. We use his middle name sometimes. Just Clayton like Duke. That is yes. a very macho name. That is a really, Isn't it? really good name. Did you yeah. like have boys and we're like, oh, we need to pick the most virile? They're gonna macho play rugby. Names. Yeah, that is a rugby yeah. name. <laughs> Apparently, we like the West, the cowboy thing. I don't know. Yeah. We. So with, so with two and with one about, you know, roughly two and a half, three years older, you just you just put the older one in charge of the younger one, right? That's how that works. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> just, raise, this, raise your brother. That's right. Go Keep deal with well. it. <laughs> yeah, no, that would not go so well. In fact, yesterday the the nineteen month old gave me this odd look, and then like just reached over and scratched me really hard. <gasps> oh my god! And I was thinking like, oh, you're doing your brother must have done that to you. Yeah, <laughs> or you're raising a sociopath, and you don't. Know yeah, or, or he's a sociopath. Well, they all are at this age. But it was just, it, I'm like, Wes never did that, and then I thought because he never had an older brother that did that to him. So. Uh, but they oh. do entertain themselves hugely. They they play together, and that's amazing. Oh, that's nice. Well, okay. So I just I wanted early early on the show we were talking about breastfeeding um, uh, because you know it's a really easy topic to talk about that doesn't push anybody's buttons or make anybody upset yeah. or feel weird. And everybody exactly. pretty much feels the same way I, about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all. And it's 
easy yeah. and natural. Yep, it and, is. Uh, yep. Yeah. We should just, yeah, I mean, I, we're, I think we're both breastfeeding right we now. We are both Right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean, they're not my kid because my kid's at preschool, but I just am happy to breastfeed whenever. Um, yes. But one of the things we were talking about was, you know, we Teresa and I both only have one one child apiece each. Uh-huh. We don't share the kid. Um, and uh, we both did it very differently. I was like, in, out, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Six months, seven months, we're done. Uh, yeah. Teresa uh, went the long haul for about a year and four months, year, three or four months. Um, and we were talking about if we had a second, what would we would we do it differently? Would we would we do it the same? Would we go longer, shorter, whatever? Yeah, uh, I think I would probably go just about the same. Teresa's like long haul. <laughs> She's like further. I want to go further. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know that you you've got two, and from yeah. what I understand, you did it different. I, so I'd love to hear. Yeah. We'd love to hear about. Uh, what you did with with Wes and then Clayton, and and what you what you thought you would do with Cla- differently yeah. with Clayton and what ended up happening. Well, and maybe even with Wes. I mean, did and you go into Wes? Yeah. Wes? You know, we so want to hear every. We want to know detail. it all. My my adventures in breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had uh, breastfeeding. Honestly, always freaked me out a little bit. My mom did it, and um, all my aunts, so I knew I'd do it, and I knew it was best. But my plan for Wes was like the bare minimum. I was like, I'm gonna do three months. That's what I've heard, three months. And then I went to a breastfeeding class before I had him, which I was like, that's stupid. Why am I going? Everyone says I should, but this this is dumb. And thank God I did. It was so helpful. And Jason went with me too, which I was like, that's dumb. He's not going to nurse. But it was so, it was incredibly helpful because it's so hard and confusing. And so then they said like six months is what they recommend because they don't eat food. So then I was like, oh crap, I'm going to have to breastfeed for six months. Um, And my sister wasn't able to nurse her first kid because of a bunch of different complications. He had a high palate really sexy stuff like she had nipples that inverted yeah (laughs) and so I knew it might be hard and I knew I was like I'm gonna do as much as I can and I'm gonna get a network in place to help me because I knew it was hard so like I went to the pump station but then they were like at six months I went to the doctor and I was like great I'm done and he was like okay well then you have to give him formula until he's a year old and I was like oh god fine (laughs) I'll do a year um -hmm. even though I did really I also did really enjoy with Wes it was like I had more my problems were generally like I had too much milk and it came in too fast. So I, it was pretty easy. Like, it was as far as... The milk I mean, was there. Really yeah, hard. the milk he was, was there. Watching. He yeah. was on. It wasn't yeah. a big deal. Yeah. He, he had a good latch. And then um, I also, before I had kids, I thought it was weird when people breastfed past a year. I thought that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember going to my friend's kid's birthday party and she nursed at the party. And I was like, oh, my God, she's one. <laughs> and then I had a kid. I'm like, oh, no, that's not gross but around third I kind of he sort of started to wean a bit himself because he was so active he really liked to hold on to a bottle and he liked to move you know he would yeah. do like the standing up thing so um I kind of followed his lead and then I was sort of getting a little bit over it too because like if he ever got sick he would nurse like crazy and I was like okay I don't want to have him basically wean himself then he gets an ear infection and nurses so it was a pretty easy transition both ways so with my second kid I knew I had a ton of milk I knew it would be easy, um, but then he had congenital heart defects and mm-hmm. had open heart That's surgery right. at five weeks oh. and got a paralyzed vocal cord. Oh, my God. So he couldn't nurse. <gasps> so I had to, he, he would asphyxiate if he had breast milk, which means the breast milk would go into his lungs. Mm-hmm. So I had to pump my milk, put it in a blender, add thickener. <laughs> oh, my God. Blend it. And then feed it to him, and within an hour, else it would go bad. That sounds really relaxing. It was horrible. With a five-week-old? The five-week-old. So, yeah. Well, and actually, in the hospital, he couldn't eat at all. So I would pump every three hours, and when I left Children's Hospital, I had, like, two refrigerators full of breast milk. I had so much breast milk. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then in a freezer, and I put it in friends' freezers. And so then I pumped with him. Because the whole idea was, like, to get him back on the boob. Mm-hmm. And I, so I pumped for six Oh, my months. gosh. That is so much pressure. I'm sorry. I just have to yeah. stop Awful. and be like, I have to yeah. be like, 
Let's see. We already have one kid running around the house like a crazy that person. Horrible. And then you've got a child who has had to have open heart surgery and at a five weeks. Yeah. I mean, newborn. So not only is yeah. he newborn, you just had a person come out of you five weeks ago, yeah. which is yeah. really early. And then yeah. you've got to do all this, like, I got to, and pumping is. No, nah, I mean, Pumping it's necessary, sucks. but it sucks. That noise, for me, it's just that noise made me crazy. And, like, then you got to mix it and, like, and stand up oh, to do all this and then clean time. it. And there's a kid running around. And then, like, you're trying to hope that they get back on the boob. I would just have lost yeah. my oh, mind. I lost I lost my mind. And, and then, of course, I knew a lot of people at the hospital who, like, couldn't stick it. Because the other thing is when you have a kid with a heart defect, the way we knew he was sick is he wouldn't nurse and he was a wreck. He was a wreck trying to nurse. And so when I tried to make him nurse then and get back on it, it just sort of, like, reminded me of when he was so sick. Oh, and also, yeah. It was, it was like living hell. So I just yeah. pumped, and I wanted to give him formula, but because he had no immune system, it was better for him to breast milk. Ugh. But after six months, I was like, I'm becoming insane. Yeah. Like, just every, and I couldn't go to the park. Like, it's one thing when you're like, oh, I got to nurse my kid in public. I'm like, I have to pump. Like, I couldn't go to the park. Because you can't hold kids. it for more than an hour because it gets yeah. bad. <gasps> and then he would be, I would be like pumping and feeding him and my other, oh, it was just the hell. And, and I finally um, got, I finally let myself like only pump twice, like three times a day and then twice a day and once a day. And I still felt guilty about, it's uh, breastfeeding is weird because you, you, like I said, I had all these thoughts before I had a kid. And then once you have a kid, you feel like you, you should do it. It's the right thing to do. You're bad if you don't do it. You, you know what I mean? Like everyone says breast milk is the best thing. So it was really hard. But ultimately after I had something, I realized that it was crazy. I'd done it so long and I should have like jumped off the hook <laughs> and given the kid formula. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but I made it until he was, I don't know, like, so what would, would have been like eight and a half months. And oh then he. Oh my God, you're such a champion. Oh my God. You're I know. I'm just like, Jesus. And I'm like, mur, mur. I just didn't like oh, breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and I think honestly, like before him, I kind of, so I thought breastfeeding was sort of weird. And then I had a kid. And then I started thinking like people that didn't breastfeed weren't good people. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you know, like you get so judgmental. And then when the Clayton in the beginning, when it was so hard, I was like, oh my God, I understand why people quit. It's, <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. It's not possible. Um, no, 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 Marion, we're going to let you go. Clearly, you have other things more important than us, which makes no sense to me. But um, I think every interview with every mom should end this way. I think it's perfect. And I love. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Thank you, thank you for coming on the show. When you I Just always time our interviews right at the end of nap time for anybody. Um, if not our it's child, yeah. If not our guests' children, then our guests themselves mm-hmm. should end sure. screaming. Um, well, you know, I guess again, like we said, every experience is different, and you know, you just no matter how hard it is personally for me to stop <laughs> judging other mothers you got to remember everybody's coming at it from a different perspective and a different point and have different problems and you know i'm just gonna start flashing you periodically oh, bosoms. oh just can't handle bosoms um clearly it's my own personal issue <laughs> so uh again everybody just do what do works thing. for you yeah you're and doing tell- a great job that's right you're doing a great job um but maybe we'll uh, take a little listen to a rant. Yeah, let's do that. Let's listen to a rant. Yeah, and just kind of clean the palate <laughs> by listening to somebody else have a nervous breakdown. Uh, or like, I like to say, mom breakdown. Mom breakdown. Mom breakdown. Hi, this isn't really a... Um genius moment, but it could be a fail, I suppose. I was just thinking about what my husband must think of me 
if he thinks of 12 years ago when I was wearing a nice, cute pink sweater and, <laughs> you know, we were waiting tables together and went out karaokeing and he hit on me to what I am today, which is two days unshowered, three days hair unwashed, um, covered in peas and brown rice. My daughter is so sick. My son is teething. I can't even speak, and I've been crying intermittently all day. Um, And he's going to walk in the door from work to this, and I wonder if he ever thinks about that girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like how oh, I like that she just, says, just oh my god oh my god yeah <laughs> that's, that's oh. like so heartbreaking it's really really I I mean hang in there man seriously we all have your back and you know what you are doing a fucking great job yeah yeah so fuck sweater girl you fill that sweater out better now than you ever did your husband loves you and your husband also loves the shit out of you yeah bye bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And I'm Erin Gibson, and we host a show on Max Fun called, called Throwing, Throwing Shade. Shade. It's Here's about what a, we do. Okay. It's amazing. Well, I wanted to say it. Oh, I wanted to say it. Well, let me go. Okay. It's about a gay man. And a gay woman. Oh, well, you're not gay. Oh, a straight woman. Yeah. I forget. And we go through women and gay issues and treat them with much less respect than they deserve. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we drink when we do it. But it's always fun. It's always informative. It's it's very informal. And you can uh, wear boxers or briefs. Subscribe for free in iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org.